This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. Thank you for listening to all of our previous episodes. And uh, this week, we have a, a bit of a different guest. So normally, we bring in folks from the uh, officiating world uh, exclusively. But this week, we're going to branch out a little bit and bring in somebody from the training world, since obviously a, a big part of our jobs is is training and physical fitness. So uh, on the podcast this week, we have a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, who if you follow our Instagram, you'll know uh, is producing a lot of really good videos for us. His name is Kyle Kostinski. Now, Kyle has a couple uh, certifications, which he's going to tell us about including a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology as well his, as his Level 1 uh, in CrossFit. But uh, for right now, we want to welcome onto the show Mr. Uh, Kyle Kostinski. Kyle, welcome. Hey, thanks. I am very excited to be here. So, uh, Kyle, uh, like I say, like a lot of people uh, you know, that follow Team Stripes might be uh, familiar with you a little bit because we posted some videos about uh, what you've been doing to help us out, you know, training and exercises. But First and foremost, just give us a little bit of your background. Like, what's what's your story here? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, growing up, I was on the ice playing hockey up in the sense I was like five years old and then had to retire due to, uh, I guess, age restrictions at 21. Um, and then I got my degree in science and kinesiology where uh, here in Fredericton at UNB. And I specialize mostly in exercise physiology and program design, uh, working with athletes. Um, and then from there, I branched out a little bit and got my CrossFit Level 1 certification. And currently now, I'm working at a strength and conditioning gym here in Fredericton. I'm the head coach uh, where I train a mixture of everyday people from specific athletes, et cetera, et cetera. So I approached you a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, about this idea of, of training officials. And like, obviously, you're familiar with the hockey playing side of things, but I mean, what was your, your reaction to when I, I brought up this idea of training officials? Like, did, was it something new to you? Was it something you, you had thought about previously at all? Yeah, like, I mean, it was it was something new, but at the same time, I thought it was an excellent idea just because if we were to look at, like, the National Hockey League, like, the players that play in the game are, they're so fit and powerful and strong, and, like, a referee needs to be able to keep up with those guys. And I mean, I can't imagine someone at that elite level, just lacing up the skates and being like, okay, here we go without some kind of conditioning or strength background, or at least have knowledge to get in shape, to perform to that elite level. Like if you're completely just chasing them from behind and you can't keep up and do your job, then you're obviously not going to make it very far. And we kind of talked um, about, you know, and not, sorry to jump in there, but like we talked about, you know, yeah. there, there is differences between a player and a referee you know, I don't know how, how substantial they would be, but obviously, you know, as a referee, we have, we don't have those 45-second shifts like the players do. We're on the ice the entire game. And at the same end, we, you know, we're not uh, we're not going into quarter corners battling it out with other players. So, I mean, there is little differences here and there. I mean, from your perspective, like, what are those differences that you can kind of see between a player and a referee just from what you've looked at? Oh, man, there's, there's so many differences. Like, we talked about this earlier and like, for example, like you're right, like a professional or any any hockey player will put out a 35 to 45 second shift 
where they're mixing in between high, high intensity sprints to a little bit of coasting where you guys are on the ice for 20 straight minutes. And the only time you're getting a break is with a whistle. So the training methodology that would go behind that is completely different. Um, even like little things. So the NHL, I mean, it could be different. Let's just say your linesman and you're separating a fight. If those two fighters are like respectable each other, they might throw a few and then break it off themselves. But if you're a referee in like a junior B league and there's these two monsters that are just have no remorse for someone and you have to break them up. Like if you're not in shape and you can't separate two, 200 pound, 19 year old, that's just throwing like we got a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's super important to kind of assess, okay, yeah, you're right. The job is completely different. So how do we program for that? How do we train for that so that we can ensure that all the referees and the linesmen are safe, number one, that they can do their job properly and efficiently, and that they can reach the highest level, which would be the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of training, like we got to look at, okay, how are we going to make sure that our legs and our lungs can sustain a 60-minute game? Like we're not sitting down. Uh, how is our overall strength? We have to separate guys. We've got to move efficiently. Uh, we even talked about little things like when you're getting the puck rimmed on the boards, like you need to be able to grab on and press up, let that go underneath your skate. So we could break it down in such a scientific level, which we can easily do. But for now, it's just assessing the big picture um, and how we would move forward with making sure everyone's in just top shape. And, you know, obviously there, there is that physical component, but I think a lot of the time, obviously, as officials, what would we really look at in terms of, you know, our on-ice performance, obviously, is our skating ability. And certainly there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, certainly there's, there's power skating and, you know, ways that you can improve your skating. But coming from you, you know, a former hockey player, is there ways that as a trainer you can improve somebody's skating or, or, or ability to skate on the ice through different oh, exercises? Or give us your perspective man, on that. Oh, definitely. Like we could break it down in terms of like muscular endurance. We have power. We have stamina. We have agility. We have so many different areas we can look at. Even mobility. Like a big one is um, let's just assess like a skating stride. And I did that in one of the videos. But if we can't get our knee past our toe or we have like terrible range of motion through like our ankles and calves and my chest is super hunched forward when I skate, that's going to be a super inefficient skating stride. Not only that, like when you collapse your chest down, like your lungs are now constricted, right? You can't get a full breath of air in. So we can assess a person's mobility to start like, okay, where are your limitations and how can we increase that range of motion to make your stride more efficient? So that's how I would start. Then if I'm looking, okay, like we could do a bunch of different tests. Like what's your endurance like? Okay. What's your power like? And then where do we need to improve? Um, again, with a hockey player, you'll see a lot of them take off for these really quick bursts. Well, linesmen have to do that as well, but then they also have to be able to skate for a moderate to high speed for longer too. Right. So a couple of examples um, that we can think of for mobility would be like uh, ankle mo- uh, stretching. So, Doing range of motion tests would be super important. Um, even a change in direction drills is is huge, right? So there we go. So yeah, like what's um, how do we pivot, especially on skates, right? That's a huge game changer. Um, we could honestly, Ray, we could break this down so detailed, but it really depends on the person and like where they're at right now and how we can improve them. And nobody's the same, right? So. It is a lot of science. It is a lot of time and effort to analyze those people. 
Yeah, and like I say, it is a very complex science, which is why, you know, we have these expert power skating coaches and we have the, you know, trainers like you that are looking at how to improve, you know, the skating techniques of players and now, I guess, officials as well. But uh, obviously, I want to come back to, to one of the main points, you know, when we talked to, and now we started producing some of these videos, I mean, talk us through what made you create some, like, you know, what, what went into creating these videos that, you, that you've made for us? What, what was going through your head? What were the points of emphasis that you were, you were looking at? And, you know, just talk us through that process of creating these videos for us. Yeah, definitely. So essentially what I did was I just assessed the job of a referee or linesman. Like, I looked at it and said, okay, what, what areas do we need to tackle? So, again, we have the skating we have the endurance, the stamina, we need strength and core stability. So my thought process was, okay, we're going to pretend that we're an average everyday person who has a job that has an hour a day. So if I have an hour a day to go to the gym and train to become better at my sport or my profession, what should I do? Um, again, I started with mobility because a lot of people, let's just say, for example, you're at a desk job. You're probably typing on a, compu a computer or you're on your cell phone, your shoulders around it, and you're sitting down like all day long. Most of the time, those people have restrictions in their ankles, hips, glutes, low back, hamstrings. So that's where I started with the first set of videos was how can I easily give stretches and mobility exercises to just increase that range of motion to start? After that, I kind of started breaking down the job more specifically. So an example of like the Pawlov press that's going to come out. Um, we need to have core stability, but also like pressing power. Um, so for example, with that drill, as you'll see in the video, that's my main focus is, okay, we need balance. Uh, we need endurance through the shoulders. So, and it's a super easy exercise and drill that you can do literally anywhere. You don't even need to have a gym. As long as you have a band and something to tie it to, you're set. Um, then we obviously are going to get into a little bit more complex exercises that we will need a gym for. Um, and I'm excited to film those and release those to you guys soon. But for my first set of videos, yeah, it was what's simple, what's efficient, uh, super effective um, that can bring really good results that you'll notice on the ice. So Kyle, like, you know, we, we talk about training, but obviously there's, there's another component that goes into this, which is, I guess, the amount of time that we have to put into our training now. You know, during the off season, sure, we can, we can find a lot of time probably to, to get to the gym, to improve our fitness, improve our speeding, that type of stuff. But, you know, as any official knows, when the season gets going, it becomes a grind. I mean, we could be on the ice four or five nights a week and, and finding that time to get to the gym or, or, or train at all can be a challenge, especially if you're juggling full-time work or, you know, school. It is a challenge. I mean... For you as a personal, as a trainer, for somebody that's looking at improving the fitness for officials, I mean, what advice can you give to them out there balancing these hectic schedules and maybe only having a few hours uh, a week at all to, 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 to work on their fitness? What would you who would you tell them? Yeah, no, definitely. So essentially, we can break up your year in a cycle. You'll have an on-season and an off-season. So obviously, the goal of the off-season is to increase our cardiovascular um, system, our muscular endurance system. So when you enter the season, you're in shape and ready to go. Um, and you can see a lot of sports, they do the same thing. They have that off season where they train and they train a lot. Now when you're in season and you're playing and you're on the ice that much, like it's crucial that we look at recovery. Like how can I put hundred percent output into a game and then turn around and do it all over again? Um, 
And yeah, like you said, a lot of people have full-time jobs and getting to the gym is tough. So in order to best serve your job on the ice, that was where I would like, I'd start there. It's okay. I just worked really hard. I need to be good for tomorrow. What am I going to do? So there's a bunch of different ways we can look at recovery. Um, what is your mobility and stretching like? Do you, A, do you stretch like after a game? Do you warm up before? Like these are super, super important aspects that we need to assess for people. Um, now, let's just say you don't have time for a gym. Okay, no problem. A lot of people don't. That's where we can incorporate these mobility drills and these band, um, band assisted drills that we can maximize the most of your time. Uh, going past even exercise, what's your nutrition like? Like this is huge. Another aspect that we didn't even talk much about is you're, you're essentially a professional athlete when you're in the NHL refereeing. Like you need to fuel your body. Like this is super important. Even in exercise now, when I tell the people I work with, like 80% of your goal or whatever is designed around nutrition so we can ask are you fueling yourself properly and are you fueling yourself properly between intermissions or do you just sit there and kind of wait to go again like there's so much little detail that we could place on people to get like a maximum maximum um output in their job right or in refereeing um so yeah like we could talk about that in so much detail and i would actually like love to if you have like a specific question maybe for example, what would be the best like drill if you had an hour or that kind of stuff? We could dive in and get so detailed with this. Like any referee out there, linesman or official will know. I mean, let, you know, it is a busy season as we've talked about. But let's say they find themselves in a gym for 45 minutes uh, and, and they're looking to get the most out of that time. I mean, what exercises yep. or, or, or things would you recommend them doing in that 45 minutes to get the most out of their, uh, their time? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so... We're in season now, so we're on the ice a lot. Is cardiovascular training important? That would be on the back burner for me. You have all summer to do that. Um, right now, we're looking for maybe strengthening muscles, um, strengthening joints, making sure that we can maintain our power output. But honestly, man, the biggest thing I truly believe is recovery and mobility. If you have only 45 minutes, if you're going to properly mobilize your body, it takes at least 30 to 45 minutes. Um, tack on those resistance band training exercises. So um, a lot, if let's like, what we'll do today, today is we'll start from the shoulders down. So in the video where I'm doing banded pull-aparts, well, that drill specifically is going to strengthen the muscles of like the upper back and the stabilizer muscles of the shoulders, et cetera, et cetera right away you could see that if you're grabbing two guys that are in scrum and you have to pull them apart you need those muscles that's a really simple and effective drill takes no time at all um then we can go down into your core well you could do a really quick five minute core exercise that's going to help with your balance and skating um your agility and all that stuff there you go there's five more minutes so right away you can see that we're chewing through our gym time really quickly so you're right. We do need to be very, very specific and efficient when we're there. Um, and now we're trying to mobilize. So there's so many exercises like foam rolling, for example, breaking up like muscle uh, tissue and adhesions so that we can move properly. Um, stretching is a big thing. Um, growing up playing hockey, I had terrible hip mobility. <laughs> my hamstrings are super tight. My ankles were super tight. So 
here I am now like 25 and everything's just super, super immobile. And that's because I completely neglected all that stretching. Like I saw guys in warm up doing stretches. I'm like, there's no need for that. And here I am now wishing I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, so, in I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's unbelievable. Like I think that like playing a sport for so long and being in shape and doing that, that you'd be able to like move properly. And you know, you leave it to going like, Oh, I'm in the best shape, like blah, blah, blah. And then I watched like, 16 year olds who are in gymnastics their whole life and they can like literally like walk on their hands and do backflips and I can't even touch my toes. <laughs> so if I can't touch my toes and I can't move my body properly, now I'm on skates, right? Now, now I'm even like in a more difficult circumstance where my heart rate's up and my adrenaline's going and I need my body to perform. And yeah, go ahead. And I was going to say, getting into that, I mean, officiating is sort of odd where we have a huge range of ages that are that are involved and you could have a kid that's uh, 12 years old and you could have a, a someone pushing 50 years old that's that's working as an official i mean does does, yeah. does what you focus on change depending on your age is, oh, is there more stretching i mean give us an idea of what what that should look like for different age groups definitely so right away let's just if we can break them up into maybe like three age groups just for an example so let's go with 14 to 18 then we'll go like 18 to like 30 and then 30 to 40 and whatever plus as you get older obviously muscle starts to slowly 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 go away right like as in our 20s like we're prime like this is the best we're probably ever going to potentially be we have a very like limited window there so if i'm a kid and i'm just like 14 15 you know, I want to make sure that I can move my body properly. You see a lot of like young kids and they can just like pop down into a squat, but like their knees are touching and it's just overall like bad form. So when I train um, students who've never exercised before, um, my goal is, okay, can you move your body properly? And if you can't move your body properly, I need to make sure you can so that when you become older and I get you underneath the weight doing these same drills that you guys are going to see in videos and all that, that you do them safely. So now we're in like our 20s. We move our body well, et cetera, et cetera. But now I need to make sure that like all that mobility that I had as a kid doesn't go away. And that's where like you and I completely screwed up. Mm-hmm. It's like we lost all of that. And it takes so long for it to come back. Mm-hmm. Like again, I, I'm, I'm doing like close to an hour and a half of mobility a day for me personally. And it's obviously coming back a lot quicker than someone that has 30 minutes, but it's still a grind to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so now if we're getting into our 50s, 60s, okay, we need to make sure that like, hey, now we, we just want to make sure we're healthy. We want to make sure that like our, our joints are healthy and that we do have range of motion and that we are in a main maintenance phase. We're never going to be fitter or healthier than we were when we were like 25. Mm-hmm. But if I can be 55 years old or 50 years old and be the same fitness level as I was when I was 49, that's a win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want to like slip back. We always want to just like, uh, what it could be a really good example. Okay. I'm 50 years old. I did, uh, I ran a five K in 20 minutes, which is be really, really good. And I did uh, 10 pushups, for example. Now I'm 55. I can still do the 10 pushups. And I ran that five K in 20 minutes, 30 seconds. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, when training different age groups, we 100% have to assess, so many 
things like where they're starting, where they're at, what their goals are, what they want to become, like everything needs to be taken into consideration. And, um, and just to jump in there, like I, I, before we let you go, uh, I, like, I wanted to jump into that whole nutrition topic. I, and we could probably talk about this, this whole area for hours. But in, in terms of nutrition, you know, again, like a lot of us sometimes, you know, as officials, where we're coming from work or going from school and we got to get to the rink. I mean, from your perspective, what, what should they reach for before going to a game in terms of a snack or if they have time for a meal? What, what are your, some, some of your recommended uh, meals to go for, I guess? Yeah, you know what? That's a super good question. And, and it's even popular with the people I work for here is like pre and post workout training, um, nutrition. So obviously, like uh, the name of the game, like life's busy and I completely get that. It is for referees, for anybody in pro sport. You need to take care of yourself in terms of it being a priority. Like everybody has a couple hours on a Sunday that they can somewhat prep their week. Like I know life gets hectic, but we can always find time. And as soon as we take ownership of that aspect and we plan and take that little bit of time, you just saved so much time later on in the week, right? So I'm a big fan of just planning meals for the week. Now, in terms of like actually in a game situation, well, we're burning a whole lot of energy, right? Um, you see guys sipping on Gatorade. That's a great idea. That's going to give you a kick, right? That's going to increase all your sugar levels. That makes you feel a hydrated and energized. Um, before a game, I try not to – you hear about the whole, like, oh, carb up, like, eat your pasta. Like, I'm not that guy. I don't push that. I have, like, a balanced meal before with – um, appropriate protein, carbs, and fat levels. Mm-hmm. However, at the end of the game, I am going to up my carbohydrate intake because my body needs it. Mm-hmm. We just, again, we burnt a ton of energy. We need that carb to replenish, especially where the next day you guys might be going right back into the rink, yeah. right? Or even in tournaments, like for other referees, they might have a double header. Like that's also super important. Like you need to have energy to be able to uh, perform at the same level you did in game one. So, we could talk about nutrition and sport, like you said, for hours. But if I had to make a recommendation, I would say have a balanced meal before. Um, if you're going to have a balanced meal, like a normal size meal, I would try and do it about two hours to an hour and a half before the game. Um, there's nothing wrong with sipping on like some form of Gatorade or uh, Powerade during it. Because again, that's got a lot of electrolytes, a lot of sugar. It's going to give you a bit of a kick mm-hmm. after the game. Um, I would throw in like another source of protein. Like you can even have a quick protein shake and that's where I would up our carbohydrate level. And I would try and get that done like 45 minutes to an hour after the game. That's when our body needs the most without diving into like the whole science behind why, um, that would be a very, very quick and dirty answer for that. Okay. Well, that's, and that's great insight. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, a lot of the focus obviously in the hockey world is always on players, but it seems like officials, it's sort of a, a back burner, right? The, 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 we don't get a lot of that information. So I think that that's a lot of really good insight, Kyle. And uh, before we let you go, I just wanted to touch on one thing, which is obviously yeah. putting out these free videos. But we've also talked uh, you know, at length off the air, obviously, about putting together a formal program, I guess, for officials to be able to, to access. I mean, can you talk about you know, maybe what you're thinking or you know, some, of, some of the ideas that you have, uh, I guess, going on right now for that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, again, I'm super pro training and nutrition for, for, um, referees and officials. Like it is at a point now, like the game is so fast and 
people are so strong that we like you guys need to be able to keep up and do your job properly. It's it's your job obviously to keep players safe. Um, and you can't do that if you're out of shape, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. especially when you're getting into these like elite levels. So yeah, like we I said, we talked a lot, and I'm trying to design a program. If I was working full time and this was my um, second job and I'm, my time is limited, what would be the best bang for my buck going into a gym, but also if I had to do it at home. So I'm analyzing what um, officials do on the ice and I'm breaking it down piece by piece throughout the body. So mm-hmm. skating, pressing, pulling, um, mobility, and I'm designing programs that will fit the lifestyle for someone that only has 45 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. but that you'll definitely notice the results on the ice. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, really excited to release that and show it to everybody. Cause I do think it is going to be super beneficial for everyone that uses it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's something that like we've been talking, I guess off the air and it's something that's going to take a little while to make sure we get right. Um, but it's something that was, is definitely in the work. So for the listeners out there, uh, stay tuned. It's going to be something really, really special. We think, and, uh, some to look forward to. So, uh, Kyle, we want to thank you very much for, for taking your time out of your day. We know you, you, you work with a lot of athletes and a lot of, a lot of folks to help train them. So we, we appreciate you taking the time to chat. And, uh, usually we end these podcasts by, uh, by, you know, soliciting a bit of advice for officials. And, uh, I guess you, you don't come from the officiating world, uh, or background, so to say, but any advice for your officials out there coming into the season in terms of their training or their nutrition? You know what? Like, season's just starting we're at a point right now where we can set realistic goals analyze your lifestyle say what can i have time for to make myself better mm-hmm. no like that's step one is be realistic with yourself understand what your goals are and then we'll attack it from there mm-hmm. um again we're gonna have super good programming for people <clears throat> excuse me we're gonna go over nutrition and then after that it's all on you guys. Like you have the access to all and the knowledge to do it. And I'm just really, really excited to help you guys out in terms of getting people in shape and watching referees and officials who want to make it to that next level, giving them the opportunities off the ice to do that. So yeah, my advice, set realistic goals. It's the start of the season, analyze what you want to do and how you're going to attack it. Write it, even write it down. That's super important. Write down what you want to do so you can see it every day and then change your life or like break down your life on how you're going to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I'd go from there. And that's uh, prime advice, Mr. Kostinski. And we want to thank you once again for all your support of what we've been doing and all the uh, advice you've been giving us. And so, uh, yeah, thanks again for your time. And, oh, I appreciate uh, it. Best of luck. Uh, and we'll be uh, working together here uh, soon, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for having me. I was super excited to come on.